Today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Balinesian Sports Weekly NFL Recap. I am Lance Falitomo. What's up, man? It's Forrest. And we are out here uh, getting ready to break down each and every week eight NFL game uh, and uh, give you uh, some stats and uh, some things that you need to know. Forrest, how's it going? How's the week? Oh, it's good, man. Uh, Notre Dame won yesterday. Uh, The Braves won. They're a game from closing everything out. The Raiders didn't lose today because they were by, so not not a bad weekend. <laughs> not a bad weekend. Back to back great weeks. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some football. What's the uh, the first game Thursday night of Week Eight? We had a really good game. Uh, we had the six and one Green Bay Packers versus the seven zero Arizona Cardinals. Aaron Rodgers walking out with seven fingers up, telling the. Yeah, he's every week now. I expect him to address the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-four to twenty-one. Um, Green Bay comes out with the win. Kyler Murray had two hundred seventy-four yards. Um, DeAndre Hopkins sixty-six catching or sixty-six receiving yards, but uh, Green Bay comes out on top. Green Bay just beat the last undefeated team in the NFL. Are do they now take over the number one spot? Is how does that work? You know, I think they do, and uh, not just because they beat them, but um, they beat them without their three top receivers. Like, the guys that came in to play receiver on Thursday, literally, like, all together, probably didn't have any more catches or yards than one of those three guys that were missing from the uh, the lineup. So that's pretty impressive. I know you still have Aaron Jones in the backfield, and I was telling people this, too, yesterday. As long as you have Aaron Jones and – and Aaron Rodgers in your backfield, you're still it's still a fighting chance for you. You know what I mean? You still have a really good chance of winning. So, um, man, that that was impressive to win without those three guys. And then uh, Aaron, uh, man, I feel like Aaron Jones had a bunch of catches this game. Seven I, catches, fifty-one yards to go along with fifteen catches, fifty-nine yards, and a touchdown. Aaron Jones showing up. But, I mean, he's so consistent. He is so consistent. And then Kyler Murray over here, no touchdowns, two interceptions. They kind of forced him into a, a bunch of wacky stuff. Only a 67 passer rating for Kyler Murray. Um, how do you, So uh, wh- what do the Cardinals need to do moving forward, rebounding from this loss, just to get back, uh, get back to their winning ways, just like Kyler Cook? I think – yeah, yeah, that too. But I also think now um, they've lost Watt for the season. They're gonna have to do some reshuffling on defense. Um, I, Watt's uh, value to the defense is a lot more than what like he all his stats. Um, I think he brings like uh, a leadership factor to them. You know, uh, guys when he's on the field, guys guys feel a lot more comfortable when he's on the field. So uh yeah, JJ Watt probably out for the season. Ooh, another uh another big name out for the season, Jameis Winston. Ooh, yeah. Uh probably has a 
torn ACL after being taken down uh, awkwardly in today's game. But the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints come away with a big upset over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New Orleans 36, Tampa Bay 27. Brady puts up 375 uh, passing yards, but they still go down. You know, he's just, that's Brady. He's doing Brady stuff. <laughs> Trevor uh, Trevor Simeon had to come in and play backup quarterback for the Saints. Uh, looked a little dicey. Tampa Bay not able to uh, get it done as Brady throws a uh, a pick six to close out the game. Oh, is, uh, is what's his name still hurt? Um, see some hill. Yeah, well, yeah, I think he's uh, n- at least not under, not under center as uh, Jameis went went out pretty early. Yeah, and then Simeon had to come in, and I mean, he looked okay. Not you know, not super great. Not better than than Winston, or else he probably would have been starting. But able to get a. a an upset versus a division rival, one that is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Are the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now six and two, still on top of their division? But uh, I mean, division losses can start to yeah, they'll, they'll stack they'll, up and affect you. Yeah, I think are, division are, games are always different too. I think. Mm. Teams come into their division games like really wanting to kick your ass, like you know, in their division, like okay, well, you know, if my season's shit, I'm at least gonna be kicking my division leader's ass, you know. Right, but man, so and the, but then the 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 Saints are now only a few games behind, or they're five and two now, and they've already had their bye. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are six and two, so the New Orleans Saints, I mean, without a quarterback now without their starting quarterback are just half a game behind the, uh, the division leaders. Right. So, uh, man, anything can happen, but you're right. When you say like those division games, even if the team is like not supposed to beat you, those division games are always a roll yeah. of the dice because those guys have been playing against you. They can strategize certain things. They know a lot more than just a regular team does. Right. Right. And I mean, it's a good win for the Saints. They're still not better than the Bucks. <laughs> they just won today, and that's the thing with football. Anything can happen on yeah. any day. Yeah, and I mean, they might be going into a good stretch if they get Michael Thomas back soon. I think, uh, and I don't know when he's coming back, but they're really talking about him being back uh, in these next few games. So that could be a boost for them. I mean, um, yeah, especially after losing Winston. So. You know, they're going to need something good to happen uh, to them. They lost Winston, so. Yeah, uh, now, I mean, I think Trevor Simeon, Drew Brees says that Trevor Simeon is a cerebral yeah, guy. Yeah, my sound has been working on my. Oh, it works. Yeah. Oh, we can hear you. <laughs> Welcome to the show, our Seahawks analyst, Luke Jobs. <laughs> What's up, Luke? Luke Jobs is in the mix here. Um. Yeah, so the the Saints aren't better than the Bucks. They just were able to put more points up today. And, and I don't believe Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees is now a member of the media. I, I'd rather have Taysom Hill back there, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when he gets back. Let's uh, let's start from the top for the rest of these games. Uh, Carolina it's at Atlanta. Like, can you maybe try to help me out? 
what? <laughs> Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, Carolina 19, Atlanta 13. Another division game. Uh, for the Panthers, Chuba Hubbard, 82 rushing yards. DJ Moore, only 59. Garbage. Trade him. Trade him today. DJ Moore, what an inconsistent, low-production wide receiver. Package him with another bench guy for for maybe like a nice tight end. Uh, Carolina able to get the win. Eleanor Smith, if you're listening, and I know you listen to this, you've just been given. <laughs> Man, would you take would you take Marquise Hollywood Brown for DJ Moore? I would. I would. But he wouldn't four weeks ago. You know, uh, the thing about that is DJ Moore is consistent. He'll get you yards. You know, he'll get you maybe a touchdown every now and then. But so uh, Hollywood Brown probably doesn't get you as many catches consistently or yards. But what he does get you is touchdowns. Yeah. And yeah. bombs. Yeah. Like 60-yard, yeah. 52-yard touchdown catch. He's That's the, not a, unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. He's that big play guy that you, you can almost expect at least one really – Long pass uh, catch from him every game. Um, man, I feel like DJ Moore just gets a lot of targets, and he's like he gets a lot of opportunities um, as one of the as the best receiver uh, on that team. To he's show. not, yeah, he's not only their best receiver though. Like usually, a lot of the times you'll see quarterbacks have their best receiver and their favorite receiver, and then they'll have their security blanket. He's all those for Donald right now. Donald doesn't have a tight end he can throw to, which is a lot of the times everybody's like safety, their security blanket. They can check down to their tight end. Uh, he doesn't have McCaffrey, who he can do that to, you know. Uh, Chuba Hubbard still, he's not a, a, well, he's not considered a great pass catcher out of the backfield right now as a rookie. So, yeah, DJ Moore all day long. And the way, uh, way Robbie got lit up today, did you see that? Oh man! Oh man! Well, he, I, such that was a perfect. That was a legal hit. You know what I mean? He just yeah, it was shoulder. It was yeah. down. It was away from uh, Anderson's Robbie helmet, Anderson neck area. Just got lit up, man! Yeah. Damn, that is football. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then speaking of that, he might be their most uh, disappointing, disappointing signing so far. Because he hasn't panned out the way they thought he was going to pan out. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Signed from the Jets a couple of years ago. Like yeah. He's 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 a you know he pops up as the number two receiver. He'll make the the play versus single coverage a lot. Um. But yeah, you he's, you as a, like so a one dimensional. Receiver, yeah. Yeah. You wish he would do a lot more. Yeah. So one dimensional. So. Speaking um, of getting lit up. Uh, Carolina's Frankie Louvu in there in the backfield for a quarterback sack today. Yes, yes. And I feel like every week he does something that gets him recognized and it's going to mm-hmm. get him more playing time. And that's so awesome to watch, man. Again, uh, watching him come up from where he was and, you know, just, just knowing that he uh, – the hard work that he puts into to his craft is mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? You, you watch it and you know that he's put in the hard work and he deserves a lot of the good stuff uh, that's happening to him right now. So, um, And from all, like, uh, if you see him post and you talk to him and you see uh, Shaq, they've, they've, it's like they have a, they've created a little um, 
relationship they got going right now. They're pretty tight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, that's great, man. Uh, the leader of the defense kind of, I don't know if he's taking Frankie under his wing or him and Frankie are just like really cool on the team right now, but that's one of the better guys to be around on that defense, oh, you know, yeah. on and off the field. So Frankie's, I think Frankie's found a really good uh, situation in Carolina. So I hope he sticks in Carolina for a while. It's really great yeah. to see. Is this uh, Lou, Frankie Lewis' second year in Carolina? First. This is first, first year for Frankie. He yeah, just came over to the Jets. Yeah. yeah. And showing up on the field. Let's yes. go. Yes. Carolina yeah. picks up the win, uh, the division win versus the uh, Atlanta Falcons. They're now third in the NFC South, working their way up. Uh, another division match, AFC East, Miami at Buffalo. This game was a uh, 3-3 at halftime. Buffalo comes out and wins 26-11 is the final score. Josh Allen leads the Bills, passing yards 249 and rushing yards 55. Um, Cole Beasley over 100 yards, 110 for Cole Beasley uh, for the Bills. Hey, shout out Cole Beasley, man. He was in the media a lot uh, a couple weeks ago for just not being thrown to or not even getting uh, playing time. So that's nice to see. Cole Beasley's always been a solid uh, guy on the field. Yep, since uh, where Dallas? Dallas, since his Dallas days. Man, I, uh, I didn't think Dallas was going to let him go because he was so consistent for them. Such a such a good sure-handed slot receiver. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just always in the flats or over the middle. Are always making plays, always coming yeah. down with the ball, yeah. and continuing to do that with a weapon uh, like Josh Allen. What, what makes Josh Allen so special? Is it the arm that people back up? Is it the legs where he can where he can take off if there's space? What do you think? I think it's his his confidence, man. That he's not scared. He doesn't look scared to do any of this stuff on the field. Whether it's standing back there uh, and finding a receiver or um, having to pick up five yards and, and then turning that into 15 or 20. Uh, I know quarterbacks are supposed to say he's a big enough guy that I think he also knows how big he is that sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't slide. Sometimes he's trying to run through these guys. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think a lot of it is, is the no fear factor he has. You know, he goes into games and, you know, he's always been coming up from his career. Uh, guys like that always have this chip on their shoulder, you know, coming up from high school where they said he wasn't really uh, recruited. Um, he went to Wyoming. Wyoming mm-hmm. was one of those recruited him. He got to Wyoming, still had to fight for a spot. And then, you know, he really did get at Wyoming. And then coming out of the draft, there was a lot of questions about him, you know. Um, just like every high-profile player during draft time, some reporter always finds something to uh, that you can question there. <laughs> their integrity about it. Uh, that kind of happened to him. So he dropped a little bit in the draft. Um, Cause he, I'm, I'm sure he thought he should have went number one. But I, yeah, I think it's just his confidence in himself that he's able, like the physical talents that he has, he knows he has them and he believes that whatever he's going to do with them is going to happen. And that showed out today because I mean, like you said, three, three at halftime and then uh, Buffalo's, obviously the better team and they came out and proved it sometimes uh like we were talking uh bad teams come out and they play to their competition mm-hmm. you know like good teams play to their competition and yeah. buffalo found a way to pick it up today um, and just poor tour man i mean i think the organization is shorting him uh by not 
it doesn't look like they're really developing him. Um, How's it like giving him the coaching to make the right decisions on the field? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that, <clears throat> not coaching him, not putting him in the position to win. I mean, they went and picked up Jalen Waddle. Okay, but I mean, other than that, what if they still have Parker on the team who hasn't done much. And nothing against Devontae Parker because he's actually a pretty good receiver when he plays. Right. Um, they do have Gaskin, but they don't use him. Like, when he has good games, it's like, oh, and then the next game he comes in, he has, like, two two touches and maybe three targets out of the backfield. So uh, I don't think the front office is giving Tua a fair chance at winning these games for them. And I get it. If, if your owner doesn't believe in your quarterback, then, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, keep coaching, well, you know what I mean? And obvious, by the way, they were trying to go after Deshaun Watson, um, which is, is mind-boggling to me that both Carolina and Miami were willing to give high profile. So I know. Did you see that the, the coach of the, yeah, yeah, the coach and the GM for the Panthers yeah. called McCaffrey, each called McCaffrey. Because uh, there were rumors that three first rounders and Christian and McCaffrey, McCaffrey, three first rounders plus Christian McCaffrey were going for, for were being offered for Deshaun Watson. May not even play again. That is mind boggling. I mean, That's, he's not. He's good. He's not that good. Come on. Right. So the uh, there have been there were reports about that trade, and then there were reports that. The coach and GM called CMC, uh, both of them called him separately, and they told him that that was never on the table. They were never considering that. That was not going to happen. Damage, damage is done, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> damage is done because there's there's at least some truth to that. Why would it have come out? I mean, even if it was some fool in the clubhouse, like, you know what I mean? Just in passing fancy talking, maybe it was the owner, like, Hey, maybe we should like uh, add uh, CMC because of all of his injuries. Well, I mean, now it's like they at least thought about it. You know, damage is done. And I hope CMC uh, either makes them pay or he already has. But, you know, I mean, I hope he goes somewhere that has a better uh, strength coach. <laughs> Man, I, I just feel like some of these guys are just so strong and fast that they do oh definitely some things on their muscles that the normal human bodies aren't yeah. used to doing certain cuts certain twists um, and and no you're, you're more so right. like more likely to to hurt themselves just because of the crazy physical things that they can do and i know i probably already discussed this because and then further into this backstory i'm about to say is bo jackson's always been my favorite player as a kid mm. And uh, that's exactly what happened to Bo Jackson on the play. He got hurt when his hip separated. Doctor said he was going so fast. He's so strong that when he made the move to when that guy hit him from behind and hit his hip, that his movement uh, is what separated his hip. Not really the hit is that he was going so fast. He's just too fast, too strong for his own body. And just it ruined his hip. That, yeah, see, I'm never going to get up to that speed, like in this body. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about my hip right. leaving the rest of my body behind right. when I turn a yeah. corner. Right. But Bo Jackson 
had to worry about that. Some of these guys are, you know, phenomenons mm. built for football. Yeah, you think about it, Bo, uh, before they had the uh, the electronic timing, is clocked uh, supposedly at running a 4-4, uh, his 40 at 3-9. That's his unofficial three nine. That's his unofficial forty time, three nine four flat. <laughs> so, Are you I mean, twisting something. I was like, three nine four flat. I mean, why are you running that fast? <laughs> do you have a fidget spinner? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. It's like, what is that zip? Zip, zip. All right. Um, Tua needs to play better on the field by getting better coaching and guidance. You know, and again, if you're not going to get it from your coaches, man, just get it on your own, man. Do the work. Don't let, don't let, don't let those guys in the front office dictate Mm -hmm. your career, man. Right now he still has, um, he has the power to turn things around for himself, if not for the whole team. Um, So, but if he gets better, the whole team gets better is my concept. So for him, man, um, Tua, I am not, uh, I'm not an NFL analyst or anything like that, a coach. But I think you should go out and just put in the work, man, and don't let these guys um, dictate the rest of your career because you're a really great quarterback. Yeah. It's, uh, to another young quarterback, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears hosted Jimmy G and the Niners. Niners go into Soldier Field and win 33-22. Jimmy Garoppolo, no passing touchdowns, but 322 yards and uh, two short rushing touchdowns. Also, Elijah Mitchell, 137 yards on the ground. So, uh, the Niners take care of the Bears. How do you feel? Uh, any thoughts on the Niners? Are the Niners uh, are the Niners back? Are they too far behind uh, the Rams think, and the uh, Cardinals? I don't think they're too far behind, but they still have a lot of work to do. I can tell you that. Uh, they did look good today, but it is Chicago. I know as a Raiders fan, we did lose to Chicago, but we were just, there was a lot of turmoil at the time. Um, I will say that uh, just by the eye test, this was probably Justin Fields' best game. Uh, who did he have? Good thing we can let up. See, he only had like 175 on in the air, but he had 103 on the ground. 100 rushing yards, yeah. So, uh, when I was watching the game, my analysis was I think they kind of catered to him this game, nice. uh, play calling wise, because mm-hmm. uh, they knew that, like, you know, he's not, their line's not ready for him to stay in the pocket and, and create from the pocket. So it looked like he did a lot of moving around, uh, a lot of rollouts. Uh, and for himself, he didn't stay in there and wait to get hit uh, or try to extend the play farther than it should be in the pocket. He really, he had just an incredible touchdown run today where it yep, really yep. looked like he was stuck in the backfield, turned it around, and and, and that's what he does. That's that's what he's good at, making plays, oh, no. not just with his legs, but he, he makes plays if you move him around. He, if you sit him in the pocket right now, it, it's, it doesn't look good for him, you know? Mm-hmm. He still he can sling that ball, man. He's, he's got an arm. He's not um, – He's not inaccurate right now. Like he's he's admitted that the game is just a little faster in the NFL than it is in college. So a lot of the times uh, he does look inconsistent is because he's trying to gauge the speed of the game still. 
So, but um, I think he's going to be a good quarterback, man. He had a pretty good game today, I thought. Yeah. Probably his best game of the season. I've uh, I've traded for Justin Fields in a keeper league, and he's going to be my starting quarterback for the next two years. This game makes me feel a lot better. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then even, even the quarterback on the other side, like, after the last game, a lot of people were uh, trying to have a fire sale with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but um, he's a serviceable quarterback. Like, I, I believe in him as much as I believe in Tannehill and him taking San Francisco to a Super Bowl. But I think he's a better quarterback than uh, – I think he's a better game manager than mm-hmm. Tannehill is. Mm-hmm. And if, if you give him the time, he is a pocket passer. So if, if you can – construct your offensive line to save his life <laughs> to protect him like the line is supposed to he'll have games like this you know 322 yards uh not bad 17 to 28 and the line did their job today see no sacks the lines did their job today and Jimmy garoppolo had a good game how ironic you know okay also, you know, mitchell had a really good running game right That's mitchell 18 carries, 137 yards, and a touchdown. I wanted to get your thoughts on who of those three top offensive players for the Niners was most important today. Was it Jimmy Garoppolo, 322 yards, two rushing touchdowns, Elijah Mitchell with 18 carries, 137 yards, and a touchdown, or Debo Samuels, six catches, 171 yards, with a long of 83? Which Which one of those guys would you... I think the popular answer everybody's probably going to want is Elijah Mitchell because he's not their starting running back and he's kind of just like they've needed a running back Mm -hmm. to come in and have that game. Um, And I know the obvious answer is probably Debo because, but that's what Debo does. If you get him the ball, you know, he does stuff like that. But I think the guy that opens up uh, those guys, obviously Debo needs Jimmy Garoppolo to have a good game Mm -hmm. so he can have those stats, you know? And uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to have a, that good of a game if Garoppolo's out there making, you know, the little plays. Like, they, the defense now has to account more for Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuels. And so uh, it leaves a lot of holes for Elijah Mitchell to run through. Because defensive now defenses are going to scheme now for Debo and Garoppolo, and it'll leave uh, Elijah Mitchell those nice, gaping, big holes to run through. He's a he's a really good running uh, running back though, young running back. I think San Francisco yeah. was yeah. San Francisco was blessed to have him back there. Um, uh, who are all the injured uh, 49ers running backs? Mostert. Mostert, who coming into the, this year uh, was hyped to have like a really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, man, there's and like he, two, there's like two others too. That, is that like three years in a row that he's had like a season-ending injury early in the season? Sort, some sort of injury. Yeah. Yeah. One of the fastest guys alive. Yeah, yeah, which is sad because when he does have really good games, you're like, oh, man, can't wait. Frisco's going to have a really good running back. And then, like, two games later, it's like, most are done for the season. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, he only plays yeah. that first part. So they have Mostert, <laughs> and then they had, uh, oh, who was their other backup? I remember because they traded McKissick, and then they don't have, what's his name, that's in Buffalo, I think, now? Uh, yep. Oh, who is there? Are the two running backs? Yeah, that they they cycle through running backs. Yeah, we'll get so a the, niner person on here. Their situation was almost uh, <clears throat> as bad as the Ravens. So, oh man, 
Oh, yep, yep, yeah. This year they were uh, yeah. falling down. Um, speaking of the AFC North, we'll get to the, the Ravens on by, but their uh, division mates, Steelers and Browns, play today. The Pittsburgh Steelers go into Cleveland and get the win 15 to 10. Uh, ben Roethlisberger pulls this one out versus a depleted. Browns defense. Uh, what's how did the Steelers move on from Ben Roethlisberger? They just draft a quarterback this year. Do they sign a free agent to bridge until they can scout a good one? What would you do? I think there's going to be a couple of good free agents next year, um, so they could go that route definitely. But for like the uh, foreseeable future, like the extended future, you're going to want to draft a quarterback, someone that you can build. Uh, you know, with your team, like you can, you can draft them and they've got to be some kind of fit for your team. But when they get there, you're able to mold them into the quarterback. That's going to be the best for your team. So, but when, we, when I was watching, that's exactly what I wanted to tell you is that Najee Harris and uh, Claypool are the future of that offense. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger at this time right now is who's holding them back. Ooh. Yeah. There's not there's not a lot of options better than no you know. than him on the team no not at all, but yeah he he's the best quarterback on the team he's still a good quarterback too in the league but as far as them moving forward and getting back to uh, the Pittsburgh that they used to be, uh, nothing against Ben Roethlisberger Steeler fans I, mean, I know if you guys are here the you know you're gonna hear the, uh, yeah exactly they're coming like, for you like come on man really like. I thought, you were, I thought you were going to say it's hard moving forward with Ben Roethlisberger because he's so old and he doesn't move well. I thought you were he gonna doesn't. Like, That's no man. Yeah. He had like a whole side of the field to roll uh, on like a scramble, and he kind of just looked behind him and waited for the defense to come exactly. and sack him. That was tough. He's a bit. He's already a bigger person, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, than he used to be. He used to be. Not mobile, but kind of like how Aaron Rodgers is uh, elusive, and that's me being kind. But <laughs> like he 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 can still move around, and he was yeah. he was strong enough that guys it needed to be uh, more than an arm tackle to bring him down. You know, you really had to wrap him up and bring him down. But now he's a little older. He's had um, significant injuries, not and not you know that have held him out of a, a season. And also, yes, his age. I mean, not everybody can beat Tom Brady. Uh, but Roethlisberger, yes, great quarterback in the league at one time. But um, moving forward, I think they're going to have to find themselves a new quarterback. And uh, it'd be interesting to see a lot of the a lot of the free agent quarterbacks that are going to be on the market next year. Um, I know Derek Carr is one who's trying to rework his contract as soon as the season is done. Um, Darnold also uh, might be, there's a lot of guys who are on their last year of their contract this year. Um, Cam Newton, I think would be someone you can bring in now who's just a little bit better suited for the league Mm -hmm. than Roethlisberger is right now. And at least you'll have you pick him up, you know, you'll have somebody and he probably has maybe like at least another good season left in him um, if he's in the right situation. 
and when you, you bring in Cam and then you have the time to look for somebody. Yeah. Um, there's not there's not that so, one. So the Patriots did. <clears throat> yes, they did. Um, but um, what what is the quarter? Uh, what is the coach's name for Pittsburgh? Gosh, why are Mike you? Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is not Bill Belichick. So. Hmm. And they don't have Josh McDaniel. And that guy, those two people make a real difference for a young quarterback. What what kind of quarterback do the Steelers need? Do they need a... Uh... I think they should move into the direction that the rest of the league is moving into. Somebody who's a little bit more mobile, um, who can do things out of the pocket, as well as, uh, you know I mean, work from the pocket. Working from the pocket is something you can um, teach. You know, yeah, the best players that do it have a feel for it, but you can still teach them things to do in the pocket. Uh, moving with your legs, that's pure athletic, you mm. know? Moving, Being moving able to legs. throw on the run. Yeah. throw on the run uh, to carry the ball, like, you know, be faster than your the linebackers at least, mm-hmm. you know, your D linemen to get away from them. Uh, there's a lot of RPO being run in the league now, you know? They have a lot of uh, sets where um, your quarterback is – his first option is to run. It's not just RPOs now. Now it's almost like uh, uh, there's a lot of draws being called up for quarterbacks because they can move with their legs. And, and a lot of these younger – like take, for instance, the quarterback who coming out of uh, Ole Miss right now, Matt Corral. Uh, he's really good on with his legs. And he's – I think he's at the top of the list of the quarterbacks coming out of college this year. Uh, is it Nico Iamaleava? Oh my uh, gosh, six seven. I see him um, posting like old Miss, like Georgia. He's getting all these offers, right? He's and got seeing so him in all these offers. different college jerseys. I'm uh, I'm hyped it's, every single time. I'm like ah ah. It's, no, but it, it's incredible. Five star in his class. He just he had a a five touchdown game in the beginning of the season. You know he's putting a just ridiculous numbers right now as a and he's not playing in one of those rinky dink leagues too in california i mean he's playing in a pretty big league in the cif so uh exciting exciting to see him play man uh whatever college he chooses to play for sorry it's it's gonna be exciting um and you name it whatever whatever college a quarterback wants to go to you know he's got that list of just he can pick from any college he wants to, basically. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's going to be exciting. Uh, that's yeah. The uh, the Steelers uh, are going to hope that he like comes to them, but it's going to be a couple of years, right? It's you got to be at least a couple years junior in college. But, but if we're talking about a quarterback coming out uh, early who kind of fits uh, the Ben Roethlisberger frame, but with who's a little bit more mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, DJ Uyangale will be coming out of Clemson soon. I mean, he's having a down year this year, but he doesn't have the weapons that he had last year or the weapons that uh, Trevor Lawrence had. So, you know, part of it is his learning curve. Has right now. Yeah. So part of it is is DJ's learning curve um, at the game. He's really just he's young, but uh, he's six five, runs a four seven. He's about two hundred and forty pounds. He's elusive. His arm is just, I don't know if I would be able to catch one of those guns. He's just throwing at people, you know, 
But uh, let's ask him to come throw balls at us and yeah. see if we can catch them. Yeah, put a um, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers now four and three. Cleveland Browns fall to four and four, third and fourth in the AFC North. Next game, the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Detroit Lions and win in Detroit, forty-four to six. Uh, Jared Goff, the passing leader in this game, two hundred twenty-two yards. Rushing leader, the other quarterback on the other side, Jalen Hurts, was seventy-one. Uh, Philadelphia gets a much-needed win over the now 0-8 Detroit Lions. Bro, that wasn't a win, dog. That was a, <laughs> that was a murder. Smacking. But, yeah, like you said, I think it, it's a it's a win that Philadelphia needed, not just for confidence-wise, but um, they're, 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 they're still a, a good team. They're at the bottom of the league, though. I mean, even Detroit, man. I Detroit is the worst team in the league right now, but – there's there's things there that they can work with. Um, Jared Goff might not be the future of that team either, but he's a good enough quarterback that if if they can figure some things out for next season, they're gonna be uh, leaps and bounds better than they are this year. The tight ends for both teams led their teams in targets, uh, seven targets, six receptions, seventy-two yards for Philadelphia tight end Dallas Goddard. Uh, Detroit's TJ Hawkinson had 11 targets, 10 catches, 89 yards. When you're picking like a when you're in a fa- in fantasy, when you're picking up a receiver or something, do you look at the targets or do you look at the touchdowns, catches? What do you What are you eyeing? I think it's going to be different for a lot of people just for the leagues they're playing in because I know the scoring can vary from league to league. Mm. But I think. Uh, I think if well if I'm picking in my league, I'm going touchdowns, yards, and then targets. Because so, I mean th- that's your I mean. That's where uh, the money's at. Yeah, like your I mean. So for instance, Darren Waller, uh, Darren Waller will get maybe like 19 targets a game, <laughs> and then he, you know he'll go over like maybe 80 yards and have like no touchdowns and. His stats look good, but then he'll have a game where he has like maybe ten targets, three touchdowns, and like forty-five yards, and his his score is like feel like ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I just feel like touchdowns are just kind of wonky. Like you don't know if it's going to be zero right. touchdowns, one touchdown, right. multiple right. touchdowns. Right. So if opportunity. Like, how many carries does he get? Does he only average, like, do they only give him the ball eight times a game? Well, then he's going to do what he can do with those eight targets. Is he getting the Darren Waller 20 targets a game? I don't care who you are. I'm taking 20 targets. If you're getting the ball thrown to you downfield 20 times. That's 20 20 tries you get to score. Yeah. That's how you figure that out. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, But Darren Waller is one of those those heavy usage cases that is just a shoe in for a starting fantasy lineup with, with Kittle um, being injured. Also, I think he's moved up to the number two tight end in the league. Uh, You you can't take over, take, take overtake Travis Kelsey yet because one, he's still in the league and one, he still gets thrown to, and he's, he's money in the red zone. Uh, He's so money in the red zone. Um, Yes. Philadelphia 
Detroit. Gets a win. Detroit. What does Detroit need to do? They've oh, been no. they've been changing up like the game strategy. They went hard last week, and now this week they kind of fall flat versus a team that they could have had their a chance. De- their against. defense. Their defense is hurting. Um, they lost Okuda for the season. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that great last season, but he, I mean that's what they drafted him for. You know, to come in and be that shutdown corner they needed. Uh, he hasn't really gotten the chance to do it because one. The, the season before was his rookie year. So you got to give him that. Give him that at least because it's his rookie year. And then this year, he comes in and um, just devastating. Was it the second game? He tears at Achilles and he's yeah. done for the year. So guys like that, I mean, I think I think you're going to have to spend some money on defense this offseason. Oh, That's what yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, didn't they just have a draft with all defensive players? Was that Detroit? I thought that was Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> but, I mean... It's not working some... out. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all. They got Swift on offense. Um, mm-hmm. What is the other receiver they, they picked up, too? He's pretty good. He's a young guy. So, they got some young guys on the team that are they can grow with, you know, yeah. and they can develop. Like I said, Jared Goff is is that bridge quarterback before you maybe you get your you start picking up pieces and then um, maybe you're lucky enough to get a franchise quarterback maybe next year. You know, I mean, you'd hope next year, but the Jared Goff isn't so terrible that you. No, that's what I say. That you're scrambling to be like. Yeah. So even if even if he stays next year or maybe even the year after to build up the rest of the team because they're definitely got stuff they got to. They got to focus on and get together. Yeah, they have other needs besides quarterback at the moment. Uh, Philadelphia, not man. Where is Philadelphia? Twenty. It's in Pennsylvania. They're, they're not. Then yeah. Six they're, and three and five. They're second in the NFC East behind the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and they're just gonna need to keep plugging away. All right, uh, next game, Tennessee at Indianapolis, another division game. This one in overtime, the Titans 34, Colts 31. Uh, your boy, <laughs> uh, Ryan Tannehill. Did you ever a, say that again? a pretty good game. Uh, 265 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but 155 of those yards went to A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry did not have a good game. He had less than 70 no. yards. Yeah. So this was uh, Tannehill and the receivers that were able to put up a, okay, a bunch so, of these points. So because he had, I mean, uh, Derrick Henry had less yards on the ground, go ahead and we should take a look at how many Tannehill had on the ground. And I always think that's um, important to see when, when Tannehill has a good game. I think he has only oh, had an all right game on the on the ground as a quarterback, two for twenty six. I would really like for Tennessee to use him more um, on rollouts and things like that. I think that's where he's better suited, rather than to have him sit back there in the pocket. Yeah, he took uh, Tannehill took three sacks today. Yeah. Um, but Derrick Henry, 28 carries, only 68 yards, averaged 2.4. Um, He's going to have games like that. I mean, he looked, he, he had his shoe off in like the first quarter and he was like stretching out his <coughs> ankle or his foot or something. So maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, that. maybe that had something to do with it. But 
he takes some. I mean, man, he he does take a lot of punishment. He does. And like you said, there's the one. He's the one running back in the league who prepares for that stuff in the off season. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, how much can you prepare your body to take? Yeah, every and, season. And then when you're injured, to still end the game with 28 carries, right? That's uh, are you I giving mean, your injured running star running back 30 totes? That's so yeah, many. like uh, it's like that's his average have, though, right? Did he have that twenty eight in the first half? <laughs> you know, oh, what man, I mean? it's no. So, they after he got hurt, they right. continued to give him the ball so much. And I'm like, that's okay, weird. yeah, just kind of use your resources until they're injured. Um, AJ Brown, eleven targets, ten catches, one hundred fifty five yards, and a touchdown. Had a fifty seven yard touchdown. Which was it was nice too. Um, yeah, I feel like I was playing him in every league today because I, I had <laughs> all the all the yeah exactly. I got the notification. I was like, oh no. Uh, he had a really good game, but AJ, AJ Brown was like a. I think this he, guy, size wise and, and just what he does, I think you can also compare him to like uh, how athletic and um, big DK Metcalf is. I think those two guys compare well together. Mm-hmm. Oh, weren't they on the same uh, college team? AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, that and so they, I think they came out the same year too. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they were drafted out the same year. AJ um, Brown first. Yeah, and so that and that was a thing. Metcalf came out, and everybody was just like, "Why Metcalf is?" Yeah, he passed the eye test, but I think AJ Brown had the better college season that year. Michael um, had a. Michael Pittman had a really great game. 15 targets, 10 catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns real early. Uh, physically, physically, he also compares well with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. He's a big body. But um, athletically, he's more of a, like a, I guess people call him possession receivers. Because hmm. he doesn't really have that speed or, or like separation. To, to do something after. Yeah. Yeah. But he can go up and get the ball. But he can go up and get the ball. He'll He's good for those uh, – 10 yard routes that you need, you know, you can put him across the middle. He doesn't, he doesn't blink an eye. If you, if you put him across the middle, he goes across and he catches those uh, throws. He's going to be a really good one for Indianapolis. If they're, um, if they're willing to develop him, because he's already pretty good right now with what he's showing them. Uh, Carson Wentz, when I watched, he, he had a really good game, but again, he was all over the place, you know, like he couldn't, there was no real pocket for him. When he did have the chance, you saw he was making good throws. Um, just like the interception in overtime he threw, um, that was like he didn't have another choice. I know people are going to be like, why did you throw that ball? Yeah. Well, duh. it's like <laughs> he didn't have anywhere else to go with it. <laughs> like, and it was fourth down, I think. Like, what did you want him to do? Hold it for the next play? Oh, no. don't do that. It's in the end zone. It's a safety either way. Either way, um, it was bad for him. So he had to try to make a play. And unfortunately, that was the only play he could make. Other than that, Carson Wentz really toughed it out today. Like, he's a really tough quarterback. I don't think people give him enough uh, credit for being a tough quarterback. True. I know he was often hurt in uh, Philadelphia. It seems like he's gotten over it this year. Or maybe he's just tired of people telling him he's soft because he was – not supposed to start the season. I know they were, they had all these questions about him um, 
not starting the season right away, but uh, he toughed it out, started the season. He's, I think he, he's missed one game at least already, huh? Or like half a game. I think he was hurt doing. Once, yeah. He's missed yeah. a game already. Yeah. <clears throat> but but he's come back and he's playing. Um, man, he still looked good today. And him, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, they still have T.Y. Their offense, man, if you look at their team on paper, mm-hmm. you, you can see the potential. Even defensively. Defensively, I think it is. Oh, yeah. They're really good defensively. It's a really good Madden team to start with. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) Tennessee had their number. Uh, I'm not one to not give props to people, even though I don't like them. But Tannehill had a good game today. Uh, (laughs) Do you think think Tannehill could win them a game if Derrick Henry doesn't show up, like in the playoffs? No, not at all. Like this won't happen in the playoffs? No, not at all. Different – such a different uh, a vibe to a playoff game. Like, uh, and and you, more than likely, you're going to be playing a much better team than Indy if you get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's no way Derrick Henry is the heart and soul of that team. There's no way you're winning in a playoff game if Derrick Henry is not um, getting getting his touches and his carries at the same time. Because I mean, like. So yeah, 28 today, but only had like 67 yards. So, yeah, yeah 2.4 yard average is, is pretty good for the defense. So, yeah. maybe, maybe that's like one of those division things where the Colts defense is like, you know, we're oh. not scared of this guy. We know it's going to hurt, but we can tackle him. Yeah, I mean, and I, my thing is, is if he's only getting that uh, much of an average, you're going to still run him 28 times, run him at the end zone, you know, mm-hmm. give him those carries. You know, don't don't go play action. Give him those carries. Let him let him let him get beat up at the line, at the goal line, not fifty yards out. The uh, Tennessee Titans now in uh, well, still in first place in the AFC South, six and two. Indianapolis Colts behind them in second, at three and five. Mm. Um, Mike White and the New York Jets take down the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals coming off a big win last week where they took first place away from the Baltimore Ravens and go into New York. Is this a trap game? What yeah, I, you know, I, I think since he played down to the level of New York, because I, I, I believe since he's a better team, I mean, they just, they, man, I don't know, they, yeah. Hmm. Joe Burrow, 21 of 34, 259, three touchdowns, one interception. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Even Mixon, Mixon, I mean. Mixon, 33 yards. So he, maybe more running. Maybe more running. And he had uh, have a touchdown. I mean, I think they had some stuff called back too, but they weren't too bad on the ground. Um Okay, so Joe Mixon finished with 91 yards and a receiving touchdown. See, yeah, uh, uh, all-purpose yards, 91 all-purpose mm-hmm. yards. So they they use them, I guess, with whatever the defense was giving them. But New York, I think, played uh, inspiring football today. Also, Cincinnati playing down to the level that they thought New York was going to come in and play at. You know? Like, they probably thought, oh, okay. Sorry, Things just froze up. Oh, you're good. Um, I don't know if you can hear that ad, but I think no, I can't hear it. Okay, I can't hear it. 
Man, I'm all closing out of tabs. Um, so who's who? Who are the Bengals blaming for for the loss today versus the Jets? Was it were the Jets just better? I'll, no. I'll say I'll say coaching just wise just today. I say I'll say coaching wise because I mean <laughs> I know these guys got to go out there and perform, but if what you guys came in with your scheme you came in with isn't working. You have to make the halftime adjustments, and since he just didn't make those adjustments defensively, <laughs> uh, Mike White even got hurt and came back and had a good game. You know, yeah. like, bro, if he's gonna get hurt, like, you did your best to get him out of the game, he did for a little bit and still came back and trashed your team for 405 yards, 405 passing yards, yeah, That's you know. And then I know there's going to be a lot of people be like, oh, well, now you have a quarterback controversy. No, you don't, because what's his name's actually hurt. And I don't think he's going to come back anytime soon. And two, there's no way you draft that kid, give him all that much money, and then you're going to start Mike White anyway. That's ridiculous. Right. You don't take somebody number two overall and Zach Wilson and then. Right. And then the next. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to New York's credit, they now have a backup quarterback they can believe in, at least for now. Because they know, had a, yep. Yeah, they know he had a really good game. job done. Michael Carter, the running back for the uh, the Jets, had seventy seven rushing yards. He also had nine catches. It's funny because he was thrashing them, and uh, and I could tell because uh, I was playing him in fantasy. <laughs> good win, Matt. Damn it. <laughs> so he had he had thirty two PPR fantasy points. Bro, I was watching it. I was like. Bro. <sighs> Michael Carter's about to be on his own, man. I was like, <laughs> crap. Like, my, one, most of my guys are on by, and two, the big-name players on my roster did not show up today. I was so hurt. I felt betrayed. <laughs> Same, bro. I went over three in the money leagues this week. Ooh. This is not, not cool. Felt like the Bengals. <sighs> right, 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 right. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, New York, so props to New York. Getting their second win. Um, hopefully, they don't have a fire sale like they were talking about. So. Yeah, the trade deadline is this Tuesday, November second, right? Yeah, this I Tuesday. Hope, yeah, uh, May said he wanted to stay. There's there. He's probably the best player on that team. Their safety. He said he wanted to stay. So I hope they don't just trade him. Uh, I think they're all right. Mike Salah is a really good coach. I believe in that guy. Uh, Rob, Rob, Robert Salah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's go to the Los Angeles Rams going into Houston to play the Houston Texans and coming out with a thirty-eight to twenty-two win. It was like thirty-eight to zero, like yeah. in the fourth yeah. <laughs> or something. So I don't know how the Houston Texans scored twenty-two uh, points uh, hell fast, but the Rams go and they handle business versus the Houston Texans. And now the Rams are seven and one. I like the Rams uh-huh. because they're not out there like every week trying to change something to win games. Like they're literally just they're doing what they do. They don't. Some of their wins aren't like uh, uh, pretty, you know, no fireworks, yeah, yeah. nothing like that. But they're they're Cooper like Cup? yeah. And so why wouldn't Cooper Cup have 115 yards and you end up winning? <laughs> Cooper Cup's your best player, of course. Keep doing that, like you know. Um, and they run enough, so their running backs yards. do enough just to take pressure off of um 
Matt Stafford. And Stafford is a really good quarterback, but what he's also really good at is not making mistakes. And he's got the Rams tied for first place. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, in the NFC at 7 uh, 1. I guess you could say the Rams got the better of that trade. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the Rams had to trade Jared Goff and a couple of picks, right? Right. So they say so they gave some picks. They shipped away the future to have the right now with Matthew Stafford, and it's working right. out. Seven and one, tied with the Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers for the best record in the league. Nobody in the AFC has seven wins yet. All right. Um, so the Rams taking care of business. New England, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots travel to SoFi in Los Angeles and beat the Chargers twenty-seven to twenty-four. Do you have any questions? What happened, man? It was such a frustrating game to watch. That's why, because <laughs> it just looked like you were like, oh, no, Justin Herbert's about to take him downfield, and then something would happen. And then, oh, no, okay, this series. Because Justin Herbert still looked pretty good out there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I know the yards are a little deceiving, 223, but if you watched, like, the game, it looked like he was just having a really good game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He had spots, but uh, – and then again, Keenan Allen is so good, man. Getting you yards, getting you first downs, but he's never been. You've never really thought about Keenan Allen as that guy that's gonna score a whole bunch of touchdowns, you know? Like, yeah, and he had a, a couple of drops today, which right. uh, is unusual. Which is, and, yeah. So I mean, like Mikey, what happened? Mike Mike Williams is their scoring receiver. Because he's, you know what I mean? You, you get down there and you give it to Mike Williams, really. And I know uh, the game before this, he had a couple of drops too. So I don't know if this game maybe he had a couple of drops. So, and see, and, that, and that's, they're going to need Mike Williams when they win to have more than that. Just two catches and then 19 yards on the field and no touchdowns. Yeah, they definitely needed to get Mike Williams a lot more involved. Uh, yeah. They only gave him like uh, five targets. But you see, Keenan had 11 targets, six catches, 77 yards, and a, and a very short touchdown. Austin Eckler also had 10 targets out of the backfield. The uh, A bunch of those came late as the yeah. Patriots were backing yeah. off, and they were just trying to uh, get some yardage. But, uh, man, uh, two interceptions – by Justin Herbert, and we had uh, some touchdowns. We uh, one of them was a touchdown, so that was oh, that's, it was yeah, a pick yeah, six. Yeah. It was pick a pick six, six late. It was, uh, it was going to Jared. I think it was Jared Cook out in the right flat. Yeah, and Adrian Phillips, former Chargers safety, Adrian Phillips <laughs> happens to just eyeball it, catch it, and uh, run about twenty five yards for the yeah the game. Ceiling touchdown to, to put him up. Uh, so so after this loss, are the Chargers panicking a little, or are they still good? No, any real like person inside that building knows that the Chargers have had issues um, on both sides of the ball. Right. Never really a big uh, push off the defensive line for the Chargers. It's just kind of uh, stacking offensive linemen up and then having the second level or Derwin James come down and react to running plays, but people get opposing teams get s- such a push off for their running game. Like the running back is past the line of scrimmage before anyone gets around him. 
and it's just it's giving up so many rushing yards and then having a soft like dbs aren't i don't know is it a zone thing is it just schematically not prepared for it but Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams last year, is our head coach now, right? So defense is his specialty, and he's got, you know, the tools. And he does. Joey he Bosa, does. Derwin James, some of them hurt. But lots of talented players, so you want, you want, you want better production. It just feels like, like soft, sunny California kind of. Kind of just like yeah, kind of laid back a little too much. Like, uh, yeah, like a team that wouldn't be able to handle cold weather. I feel it. I feel and, it. And you see that other, yeah, other teams are just like run the ball versus them, right? Like, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's a what is the opposite? Encouraging. It's discouraging. Very discouraging to see people continue to run the ball on like third and three, third and four. <laughs> like, come and on, man, yeah, throw right. it, please. Pick up the yard. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. What but, about is, is Kenneth Murray there? Uh, Kenneth Murray doesn't look like he was in this game. Drew Tranquil is out there, but yeah, I know, I know. Uh, um, uh, there's some analysts that are talking that Drew. Tr- Drew Tranquil might be better suited for the defense because I I don't know if you guys switched it over since you guys drafted Kenneth, uh, but I thought Kenneth Murray was a really good linebacker. Like I th- I thought he was going to be really good for yeah for San Diego. So his Kenneth Murray, yeah, we traded up. Tom Salesco traded up. Yeah, traded a the a late second and a late third to move up uh, to the middle to like the end, late first round to get Kenneth Murray. Um. Yeah, no, really good linebacker, super athletic, can get around. We need a a fast person that really gets to the ball and stops running backs from just yeah. taking off. Um. Yeah. So when on the field, I I think he's great. Drew Tranquil, maybe more. Um. I think he's well, like he um, gets after it too. Like Drew yeah. Tranquil. I think Drew Tranquil is more in the mold of how uh you guys used to use Denzel Perryman. It's just a hammer going in there and just hitting whoever, you know, just, yeah. Um, I think that's why they like him there too. But, it, but also if you're a defensive, if you're a defensive coach, you can't be getting, you know, eight up like this. No, not at all. Every game like this game versus Mac Jones, last game versus Lamar, Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield putting a 42 on you with, with, bunch of weapons out yeah the the last defense is still something that's happening in la for the chargers and something that definitely needs to get fixed so i don't i want to say people are panicking like they kind of know it you just get exposed your weaknesses right. get uh taken advantage of and you got to fix it so i mean but how do you fix strength getting into the backfield yeah like, so is I, it, I, I think it's your D tackle situation. Maybe you guys are gonna have to pick up yeah. some D tackles. I mean, because if you have solid D tackles, because uh, you guys already have really good ends at the moment, um, if you can have solid D tackles, it'll take away from uh, the middle linebackers' job. You know, it'll help them. It'll help your your ends for sure. And it'll from the middle. If you're creating pressure from the middle, it's 
such a a game changer for your defense, man. Because you know everybody expects the pressure to come from the outside. You have your edge rushers, but if you can create up yeah. the middle and still have like Joey Bosa coming off the end, my gosh, you know so, that would be I, cool. Yeah, and I think if you, I think maybe they could explore playing uh, Kenneth Murray and Tranquil together because Murray's a really good sideline to sideline player, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to uh, Drew, Line who's like, filler. yeah, uh, just a downhill north south guy who's going to stop the runner. Yeah, that I, I think they'd work together well. So, um. Yeah. The Patriots up to four and four. The Chargers down to four and three. Um, man, Kendrick Bourne was out there doing what he does, uh, yeah. and then got stripped. And then I did not see him on the field for the rest of the game. I hope that does. I mean, that's tough too. You're playing for a coach who's like known for being no nonsense about stuff, especially mm-hmm. with what you do on the field. You're given an opportunity, don't mess it up on the field. You know, so. Yeah. Shout out to him because he was actually having a pretty good game before that, and I hope uh, I hope it doesn't hurt his right. his participation in the rest of the games coming because uh, I don't know him personally, but from the stories that I hear from you guys and the guys who, like Jr, um, I hear he's a really great guy. Uh, they love him out here in uh, Portland. So, and he went to Eastern Washington where my niece goes out. Shout out to my niece Oriana who goes to Eastern Washington. You know, he's just he's a he's a He's a PNW guy, and he's of Samoan descent. So, holler! Always rooting for guys like that. Yeah. Um, let's get through. We got three, four more, and then we'll get uh, Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football predictions. Uh, Jacksonville manages to put some points on the board. Nice. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I was playing like two guys using Seattle's defense. Uh, Seattle wins in Jacksonville, thirty-one to seventy-seven. You know, Trevor Lawrence didn't look too bad in this game. Um, he actually had uh, time to throw, so <laughs> he, he didn't look too like you know. What I mean, just like I was in like Justin Fields. I think if you're gonna cater to your quarterback more and have your offense shaped more around the guy that you have throwing the ball for you. Your team's gonna look a lot better. I know they don't. Thirty-one to seven is shitty, but like, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence, uh, like we were saying about Justin Fields, is he's still gonna be a really good quarterback. He's mm-hmm. kind of getting it, you can see. So hopefully, yeah, I think the game, like we said, for both of them, it just moves uh, faster than they thought it was gonna be coming in. They probably thought, oh, well, you know, people say the game's gonna move faster, but. We are who we are. We're going to be okay, not knowing that when you come what to the heck? Yeah. Why is everything so fast? <laughs> so. Um, for the Seahawks, Geno Smith, 20 of 24, 195 yards, two touchdowns. And those both went to DK Metcalf, who I was also playing in fantasy. Why does this happen? <laughs> it was like 80 points. I was like 80 points in the versus the four first four positions this is crazy uh tyler lockett 12 catches 142 yards where's he been man he had a game like some of the catches he made today you were like no way he's catching that and then he comes down with it you're like shit yeah i was hoping he tyler got lockett doing tyler lockett thing yeah exactly it was fun to see because you expect that from but i was hoping that he got into the end zone a couple of times because he had a really good game and that really caps off but 142 yards that's a lot 
uh, off of uh, 12 receptions. So 12 I think catches. he had one that they, they had to review where it looked like he got in and then they reviewed it and his leg had touched the ground first. So it was, uh, was super busy. Um, somebody, uh, somebody I like T- Jacksonville tight end, Dan Arnold, who got traded over from uh, Carolina. No more Carolina. Darnold. No more Darnold to Arnold. Uh, no more Darnold to D Arnold. <laughs> um, 10 targets. He's had, he's quickly becoming Trevor, one of Trevor Lawrence's uh, go to guys. So 10 targets today, eight catches, 68 yards. That's exactly why they traded for him. So, which is sad yeah. because uh, Darnold probably needs him now. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. Uh, but uh, who did they trade for? Was it a DB they traded him for? They did. Yeah, something. Uh, last year's first round pick, um, Jacksonville picked up out of Florida. Oh, CJ Henderson. That's who they got for. Gotcha. Yeah. And a uh, pick. Yeah, so hopefully it'll pay off. But it didn't Ooh, today. Yeah. So <laughs> Jacksonville is now one and six, while the Seattle Seahawks now rise to last place in the NFC West <clears throat> at three and five. Uh, Seattle on a bye for week nine, and then Russell Wilson is supposed to be back week 10. So we'll see if they can finish like Rally 12 up. and five, hopefully, is what they're you going never, for. You can never count out a uh, Russell Wilson team, so we'll see. There you go. Uh, Denver wins 17-10 over the Washington football team at home. Uh, how did that happen? This game, was, <laughs> they look so bad the whole game. Both teams look bad. That's how bad it was. <laughs> oh, sorry. oh, man. We're not even going <laughs> to. Yeah, if there was one game you didn't want to watch, it was that game. I don't think too many people watched that game. So. Uh, yeah, I definitely needed a lot more from Scary Terry on Halloween. Didn't happen. No. Uh, but Denver uh, Denver now is third. Third yeah. in the AFC West at four and four. Which and is then... so funny to say. Seeing, but I mean, they started three and Kansas, no, I was but not only that, it's uh, Kansas City. Who would have thought that oh, Kansas yeah. City is at the bottom of the AFC West? That's wheeled, or that team at the top. No one, no, no one, no, no, I mean, no one expected Las Vegas to be anywhere close, especially with John Gruden gone. So mm. it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good end to the season. Or, it is. Yeah, we're it, exciting. It's be spicy. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, and now we are to Sunday night football, where Cooper Rush time eh, showed up. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys win very late, uh, twenty to sixteen over the Minnesota Vikings. So sad. He got that comfortable. Was, he did. He started. He started pushing the ball downfield. Started finding some really. Uh, I don't know, easy hook or comeback routes. Uh, it was getting. Well, he didn't have. Of, there was this game was uh, uh, what do you call it again? He, he just had no pressure. Yeah. Like he knows he's gonna play this game, and then have to sit when uh, that comes back. But he also knows there's probably no one behind him that they're gonna pull him for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> he, he just go out there and and play. Just um, just go have some fun. Right. You have some fun, which is crazy. Dalvin Cook and uh, Justin Jefferson just let me down today. I'm so hurt. Like, oh, they're my man. friends. 
But uh, they, yeah, uh, this is, they had a bye week, so I don't know, maybe that messed with them a little bit. The uh, the Vikings? Yeah, they just come after a bye week. I feel like uh, people always say, you know, you use the bye week to extra prepare for the next, yeah. the next game, but maybe, I feel like people are like trying to relax. So maybe, maybe, and maybe also, they just took a week off. I think maybe, maybe they prepared for Dak, and then like they didn't get Dak. And I mean, not that Cooper Rush is like uh, a whole different quarterback, but he isn't Dak. So I right. mean, he probably came out there and did different stuff, and they're really expecting Dak to come out there. Yeah, and they probably really, really prepared for Dak to be out there. And, Watching Phil for two weeks about Dak Prescott yeah. likes to go to CD yeah. Lamb on this route, and he likes to go to right. Amari Cooper on this route, and then another right. quarterback comes out and he's looking only for Cedric Wilson, his right. his like you know? bench, yeah, homie. <laughs> and then also like, when was the last game that Amari Cooper had thirteen targets? So, Bro, that too, Amari Cooper going yeah. off, but this is but so the running game for the Dallas Cowboys not as strong as you thought it was going to have to be with a backup quarterback. They only had 78 yards rushing on 23 carries between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Right. And then you look at the receiving for the Dallas Cowboys and, and that's where it, it's uh yeah, it goes off uh, 13 targets for Amari Cooper finished with eight catches, 122 yards and a touchdown in Minnesota. You could hear all the Dallas fans going cool. <laughs> Every time he caught the ball, and that was happening all game. Eight targets for CeeDee Lamb, six catches, 112. Cedric Wilson, three catches on three targets, 84 yards and a touchdown. So, I don't know. This, Cooper Rush won this game for him, right? He did. He did. And I was one of those guys that thought they were going to rely heavier on the running game. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, he, like Zeke only really had 16 carries. I thought they were really going to feed him, like, like I thought he was gonna have like uh Derrick Henry numbers carries yeah. wise. Yeah. So and they have Pollard. So I mean they could have really one two punched them with Pollard and uh Zeke, but I guess maybe Cooper Rush just was like, you know what? No, give me the ball, I'm gonna have a good game. I mean it was so it was thirteen to thirteen entering the fourth quarter. So at to that point, were you not trying to run the ball more? Is that like was the run getting stopped? So Cooper Rush ended up having to throw forty passes. Where they did they just feel they were they they were behind and gonna be behind, so they had to like pre catch well, up. I guess, man. I mean, both running backs only averaged like about three or four yards a carry, so I guess that wasn't uh, very appealing to them. But I think at thirteen and thirteen, like if it's thirteen and thirteen, you still have the luxury because you have the better two running backs mm-hmm. like of course minnesota has dalvin cook mm-hmm. but i mean he didn't you, your defense is probably good enough against the run to maybe stop dalvin cook Ooh, so you had if you had to choose backfields you take zeke and pollard over cook and madison yeah just because i think pollard is uh better than i don't think madison can start for a team right now but i think pollard would be a really good starting running back for a uh, number of teams in the NFL. I feel like Madi- when Madison takes out, when Dalvin Cook is out yeah. for the game, Madison comes in and he, when he's giving that amount of usage, 
He turns right. in a pretty good game. Like he'll do over a hundred no, yards. He'll have he'll have big games. Yeah. I just think Pollard is better catching out of the backfield as well. Oh, for sure. He, he gives you a lot more versatility coming out of the backfield. So um, yeah, as a one-two punch, I think Dallas. But I think Dalvin Cook is better than Zeke at this point. And they, I mean, and Dallas didn't need him because they have the new All Star Cooper Rush, right? Uh, getting the ball out to CD Lamb, Amari. Congratulations, Cooper. Will. You don't need Dak anymore. You trade him. <laughs> so the Dallas Cowboys now six and one. Wow. They I, yeah. I don't I, feel like a, they don't feel like a six and it, one team to me. I I think it's because we haven't seen much of them. I don't know. But I, I know what you're saying. I, they, they don't feel like – like, you look at the Dallas Cowboys and you're like, did they really beat six teams? Right. You know, and it's not like we're saying that they can't beat six teams. It's just like, what six teams did they beat, though? So – We can we can look that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's just – it's weird. Like, it's like – I don't know. And then you, you got to say, so – um, let's they see. lost versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that they was, now are on a six-game win streak. So the Chargers game was uh, – I was going to say, it was, it was oh. pretty close, and the score says it, it was close. These teams aren't that good. Never mind. So and so, was, uh, yeah. so they beat Philly. Uh, they, uh, offensively, yeah, they're better than Carolina, uh, and their defense does just enough again. And then New York is, yeah, no, it's the Giants. Yeah. They, so they lost versus Tampa Bay in week one. One versus Los Angeles, beat the Eagles, beat the Panthers, beat the Giants, beat the Patriots, and now have beat the Vikings. And, That's and not a murderer's row of, no, of six no. teams. And if yeah. you see the scores, the scores kind of tell you um, literally how the game went and the 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 competition they were playing. Because they almost lost against the Chargers, who are a really good team. And they smacked Philly. Sorry, Noah. Uh, they smacked Philly. Almost, let me. Carolina had a chance, and then they came back and smacked the Giants and uh, had a close game against New England. New England is not that top team anymore, but they still give people rubs. Yeah. And then they had like a, another team who could have possibly beat them, you know, low scoring game. Game could have went either way. So, um, yeah, I think their record really reflects the teams that they played right now. What do uh, Dallas Cowboys finish the season with what record? They're six and one right now. They got they got uh oh that's a win, Denver. <laughs> Denver, Atlanta, Kansas City, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Washington, Giants, Washington, Arizona Cardinals, Philadelphia Eagles. So not fair. I, what is that? Like I know fourteen and lose. three? Yeah, uh, they're definitely gonna lose Thanksgiving, I can tell you that. Versus the Raiders. Yes. When the Raiders go to uh, to Dallas. Go to Dallas. Um, it's yes, it's a lot of me being a Raiders fan. I'm pretty confident in the team, but also I think the Raiders' uh, schedule up till that is also pretty soft. Um, and I think they're. I think a lot of the stuff that they need to figure out, they might figure out on the way to um, to that game. Um. Yeah. Let's see. I know we play the Giants next. So, um, I don't want to be a a douchebag and cost us the game. So I'm not going to say it's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Karma's like 
Go ahead, say it. Do it. But uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, we have a chance at beating them um, Thanksgiving just because I think it gives us enough time to to gel a lot more mm-hmm. before we get to that point. Uh, Cardinals too. I mean, I think the Cardinals are better than them. So, but uh, their division games, it just looks like they're going to smack the people in their division. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and out of their division, there's just a bunch of games that are yeah, like Denver, very winnable. Yeah. Like Denver, Atlanta. Atlanta might be a trap game. New Orleans. They seem like they are finding out how to use Kyle Pitts now. Uh, I don't and, think he had a great game today. No, shout out to Calvin Ridley, man. He just he put out a tweet that he's gonna take a break from football to oh, work yep. on his mental health. So hopefully he gets the help that he needs. And uh, even if he never comes back to football, I hope that uh, the decision to sit out lets him find out, lets him figure out whatever he's going through. Because mm-hmm. um, I know it's a lot more accepted. It's funny that we're talking about uh, Dallas. Uh, Dak Prescott oh, yeah. talks about his depression and how he's getting over stuff. Um, Solomon Thomas from the Raiders also working with people. He donates every game. I think every sack he gets a game, he donates to a foundation that has to do with uh, suicide and mental health. So, uh, yeah, may God be with Calvin Ridley. May he figure out the things that he needs to figure out. Good for him. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and to be able to kind of similar to the Simone Bio situation during the, the Olympics. Right. Now is right. the time that they have spent, you know, the whole year for <clears throat> the whole year preparing for. Right. And if you're just, if you're not in that, um, mind frame, that right mental space, it can be very dangerous out there. It can. Yeah. It can. So shout out to Calvin Ridley for deciding to step away from football and, you know, his dream of playing football. So yeah. that he can get himself right. And he said he feels that this will be able to make him a better wide receiver or a better player in person better now player. and in the future. 100%. So, yeah. Um, shout out to him. Let's see. Uh, Monday night football is tomorrow. The Chiefs are a 10-point favorite over the Giants. You think they're going to win? <laughs> I hope they don't, but I think they will. What um, I also do, like, what the Giants have been doing lately, um, which is also like kind of maybe might be a trap game for us because we play them next. That's our next opponent. Um, like Daniel Jones is, is, I think he's developing into the quarterback that uh, the Giants thought he was going to be mm. when they drafted him. Or the, I think he's developing into the quarterback that Giants want him to develop into. Um, yeah. Uh, They've got some really young guys on the Giants right now, offensively, mm-hmm. like wide receivers. They just drafted Kadarius running backs. Tony, I think, uh, yeah. Well, Saquon's out too, so man, uh, that's uh, gonna be that's gonna be tough for them. They are banged up, but they are, you know, still finding a way to do it. I think uh, yeah. Kenny Galladay was out. Uh, Galladay's out again. Yeah. Man, uh, Darius Slayton was out. I think certainly Shepard played last week. He might be out again. There's a a, a lot of injuries uh, for New York. Kansas City, yeah. not all healthy, but you know they're healthier playoff yeah. playoff yeah. team, but like more experienced players. You expect them to step up, especially with you know Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. So, will they win by more than ten? No, I don't think so. But I think they will win. 
I think 10 is a good number. <laughs> Less than 10, like a one-score game. Mm. You think? Yeah, I think so. I think that's All fair. All right. And uh, what's a quick prediction on Thursday? Jets at Indianapolis Colts. Colts Ooh. favored by 10 and a half. The Jets coming off a win? Ooh. Mike White, um, Mike White, back to back, double Mike White in four days. No, <laughs> I I think he's gonna have a, a all right game, but um, I like I like I like Indianapolis. I like Indianapolis. They they do really well on defense. Um, they still have one of the top defenses, I think, uh, in the league. So I think they're gonna win that game. Uh, I expect it to be a low scoring game, but if if you have Jonathan Teddy on your team, you're just going to have to use him a lot more than you do. Like, I know he's just a smaller stature, but um, even just catching out of the backfield, I think you're going to have to scheme to use Jonathan Taylor a lot. But the development of uh, Michael Pittman right now is very promising for mm-hmm. Indianapolis, mm-hmm. especially because their wide receivers are pretty banged up too. Uh, they don't have – what's uh, – Oh, Hines did play today, but he also got hurt. He came back into the game, but you could tell he was still hurting. So I think T.Y. is not back yet, is he? Yeah, yeah, I think he was on the field. Okay. But, yeah, like I said, they've got better weapons than uh, – Oh, wait. No, this game is – it's just – yeah, so I, I don't think he's on the field. And if T.Y., he's a little older, but if he was healthy, I think it, it'd make a lot of difference. So I like I like Kansas City. Just because it's Pat Mahomes, but uh, oh, I mean, you're taking uh, the Colts for uh, Colts versus, and, and then the Colts Jets. for the Jets, just because the Jets are the Jets at the moment. I know they just won a really big game, but I think the Colts are uh, coming off this loss. Are gonna better prepare for. Uh, be, I don't think uh, they're willing to lose a second game. So let's uh let's see how the jets respond coming off a big win versus the AFC leading Bengals. Yeah. Um I don't know. A Thursday games you never know, right? Cuz it's it's right. just it's a short it's a short week for everybody. Yeah. Both teams just played on Sunday too. It's not like one of them were coming off their bye, so mm, right. I think the team that uh whoever is healthier coming into that game on Thursday is going to have the advantage. So man, but Indianapolis favored by ten and a half. Do they win by more than two scores? I think they can. I think they can. They have the better running back and the better quarterback at this point. Yeah. Carson, Carson Wentz is still better than Mike White, even though Mike White had an amazing game today. He yeah. he played his ass off today. The, but I think uh, Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. Colts have the better quarterback, better starting running back, better, better wide receiver, better defense. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so we're going Colts. So you say more than eleven or more points? Yeah, I do. I feel I, do. I feel weird about a Thursday game being being more than ten points. I'm gonna say Colts win, but less. I'm gonna take. Mm. I'm gonna take Jets plus ten. Um, yeah, cool. That's uh, that's our that's us talking about football. Nice. <laughs> it's just, I mean, yeah. so fun to do. I mean, <laughs> I love it. Just breaking down stuff with you. Appreciate you uh, coming on tonight. Um, yeah, man. Any uh, good things happening this week for you? Um, you know what? Not really. I just I had a good week last week. I mean, even at work. Uh, so I'm just 
nothing nothing out of the ordinary this week. I'm just hoping to have the same week I did last week, but mm-hmm. I get better 1% more this week. So, you know, I can't ask for much more, man. I don't have anything to complain about. So whether I get uh, more blessings, which are very welcome, I'm cool with that. But other than that, I just hope my people are well taken care of this week, including you, my guy. I hope everybody has a good week. And uh, just headed for some really good football on Thursday. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Luke was on earlier, but had some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, yeah. Had to close out, but... Yeah, let's try to get Noah and uh, Will on here. Oh, yes. Or anybody else that wants to talk football. Yeah, anybody just, you want to talk football, please come. Maybe we'll, I know Sefa might be busy with everything, but might get him come on and talk a little football. Let's do it. Yeah, Yeah. let's go, uh, let's discuss our fantasy teams and strategy and who we're picking up and who we're throwing away. Um, But also, uh, we're yeah. Let's get into talks with uh, Des Allen and everybody from her game. Get them. Oh, for sure. I definitely be excited. Des Des is excited, and I know the other girls will be excited. They're doing really great stuff, man. Um, it's close to the end of the year, and they're just they're not slowing down. They're actually picking up speed in everything they're doing, and um, cultural wise, for us as Polynesians or uh, Pacific Islanders, it's it's I. For me, it's really important that they're doing this stuff because um, culturally, the women kind of just, especially in sports, um, I coached women's basketball back in American Samoa, mm-hmm. uh, high school girls, and it's so hard to just even get girls to come out because our culture has them home taking care of chores and, you know, things around the house. That's that's how they, they, they're, they're viewed as. And so when they come out to like practice, not too many parents were supportive. It's different now. So for them to, to, yeah. So them to just teach these girls, not just basketball skills, but give them confidence to go out into the world um, as girls and young ladies and then into women, you know, showing them stuff that that gives them confidence to just, do what they want to do, you know, and not, not be held back by, by generations and generations of, um, stigmatism and, and cultural, uh, cultural bias and, and all those things that, uh, not only just being a woman, but a Polynesian woman came with. So yeah, man, shout out to, uh, her game. Shout out to our sponsor, uh, Nevasa uh, Clothing Line. I see E-Ride doing a lot of new stuff. I mean, really nice stuff coming out, fire stuff. So Let's go. New merch dropping soon. Yeah, new soon. merch. He also, oh, he has this print of a, I think it's a, a stamp from Apia. He has it on a t-shirt. Just, hey, he's got a, a bunch of the, the island, the right. special island postage stamps. See there, yeah. So those, those are the ones. So uh, yeah, man. If if and not just to the Polynesian culture, but if you like um, really good graphic tees, sweaters, if you're looking to, to pick something up new as a gift or for yourself, man, check oh, out yeah. Levasa. Check out the the Levasa website. Bro, LevasaIslandApparel.com. Get your Christmas gifts <laughs> now. Yeah, send <laughs> send one of those 
like Lavasa hoodies, one of the posted shirts. Yeah, if the you're the PNW, South you Pacific definitely waves. need one of those hoodies, man. For, for real. Yeah. LevasaIslandApparel.com. Get on it. Uh, that's our show for week eight. We will get back to you week nine uh, next Sunday. Before it's over, wild last fall total. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Love and light. Have a blessed week. Peace. Peace. Let's go. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevasaIslandApparel.com.